There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. How's it going, my talkers? It is Thursday, the last hour of Lori and Julia. We're hanging out. My name is Brian, filling in for Grant. Uh, right now, we're going to be talking about Harder They Fall premiere, more Dirt Alerts coming up, and Lori's theories. Uh, yeah, Thank you. Here we go. Okay, so yes, last night, The Harder They Fall, which is Netflix big budget black western, premiered at the Shrine Auditorium. Okay. It's um, Idris Elba is in this movie, uh, Regina King, Jay Z, I think, is one of the producers. It follows. Two gangs of black outlaws shooting out in the Old West. And basically, um, people don't realize it because when we think of cowboys and we think of all the movies that have been made about the guy, it never reflected the black or brown, if you will, cowboys that were one out of every three cowboys. Yes. Was a man or woman of color. Yep. But you don't see, we didn't ever see that. So they're just wanting to just make a movie because there are stories about these outlaw gangs and these black cowboys. So it looked like an amazing, I mean, amazing. Everybody was there. They looked pretty. Yeah. I mean, Jay-Z was there. Of course, his wife, Beyonce was there. Kelly Rowland was there. Um, Alicia Keys. Tiffany Haddish. Yeah. It was just um, really. The movie's getting mixed reviews. Is it? Yeah. Well, it's hard to make a good Western. Yeah, it's getting mixed reviews. You know, Casey watched uh, Clint Eastwood's Western Cry Macho. Did he like it? Well, I mean, he was in pain, having a kidney stone, and he... So he was distracted a little bit? Uh, yeah, he was distracted. To say the least? Yeah, he just said it moved too slow for him. I just think it was more his mindset, but he's like, he does remind me of my dad, because my dad would be in a movie and be 91 and have a 50-year-old woman fall for it. Oh, of course. You know, of course. Oh, of course. <laughs> oh, my dad was a womanizer. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> hmm So, anyway, that movie, The Harder They Fall, starts streaming on Netflix on November 3rd. Um, this movie, you and I watched the trailer for it. We posted it. It's Halle Berry's uh, movie called Bruised, and she plays a down-and-out mixed martial art, arts fighter in this and she also directed it and this we got our first trailer this is coming out on netflix also in november um she's a one-time mma champ who's fallen on hard times i feel like we saw this movie kind of a million dollar million million dollar dollar baby. baby anyway she's 
I, I we watched it. We felt the trailer went on too long, so oh, I don't it was know the how longest. We're gonna watch well, the, the trailer movie. was like two and a half minutes. I mean, trailers. The trailers are always two minutes. Well, so it felt like it was two hours. That's because we weren't interested in the subject matter. Is that it? it? Was dark I and don't grainy like, and Jim. I, I don't like boxing. I I really mm-hmm. I don't like people beating people up. I don't yeah. like that stuff. Yeah. Well, it's. it's it's well, posted. Take a look at it. She's very gritty looking. Well, I don't know if you looked at it. Yeah. Brian, but all right. She's, you know, no makeup. And but this is the thing she got in all, you know, the extra, extra good shape for and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I just, I don't know. Lori, don't but everyone else is going to be watching football tonight. Yeah. You know, the Thursday night football's on. The Eagles host the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So it's another opportunity to watch Tom Brady play. And if you want, don't forget... At 8 o'clock on Bravo Project Runway, the new season. I feel like I haven't watched it for years, but oh, I'm in the mood. Oh, I watched it last year with Christian Siriano. I'm it's excellent. The, yeah, I'm in the mood for that, I Yeah, DVR. Yeah. Now, here's a movie that I think that we'll be excited okay. to see whenever it comes out. So, um, Brian, did you see A Quiet Place? Um, Either the first one or the second one. I I know I know the movies, but I'm. Uh, You're not a scary movie no, fan. No, I'll say it right now. Okay, <laughs> and no suspense. That's okay. Either yeah. are you aren't. Yeah, and I'm not, but I saw them. Yeah, because it wasn't like scary supernatural. Like an event happens in these months. These yeah, it's like of, John Krasinski and yeah. his wife. Yeah. So yep. the the girl who plays the reason why they actually do well in this new world where silence is saves your life is that they have a daughter who uh, is deaf. And the girl who plays her, we find out, is really deaf in real life. Right. Her, her name is Millicent Simmons, she's, and she plays the daughter. She's darling. And she's amazing in in the uh, both you know movies, but she, has, she is going to play her distant cousin and disability rights activist, Helen Keller. In real life, and That's it, her distant cousin. Yes. Oh wow. Stop. Yes, and it's a biopic, and Rachel Brosnahan. Yes, we'll is, play go- is going to play her devoted but controlling translator, and it's about the time when Helen Keller, because we all know the Helen yes, Keller, the Miracle World. Yeah. This is about when she goes to Radcliffe to college. Okay. And starts developing, you know, where she is really. She's in, learned how to be a teacher. Well, but she's also uh, her changing political voice because she fought for so much more than what we even know about. I would love to know her story. Yes, people know her childhood story. And the director said Helen and teacher will look at her as a young adult when she developed a radical world changing political voice. It's time for a movie to show how much relevance and what she did for the community of oh, people I, yeah the deaf community oh uh, i want, yeah. oh i'm this is like great news i know well, isn't it you know we just have to hope because everyone on monday according to Aubrey, the hollywood reporter everyone else hollywood's going on strike because all the people that run the cameras that mm-hmm. hold the grips that do the lighting that do all the stuff well, it's time they get a raise yeah are going on strike. Yeah, it's time they get yep. a raise. There's mm-hmm. a lot of money to be made, and the below-the-line people are always treated like crap. Yeah. So, yeah, I, it doesn't say anything when this they're going to start filming on it, but they just said, you know, like Rachel Brosnahan is really excited to be is, a part of is it. Is Mrs. Maisel coming back soon? Yeah, that's probably going to be back, like, in November. Okay. 
November. I haven't December. heard anything about that. Well, it's on just once a year, yeah. and we just binge it, and that's it. Yeah. Last November it came out or something. I didn't like the last season. The one in Miami. Yeah, I didn't. It like had it. a little bit of a not as much fun flair. It wasn't. Yeah, that show needs to be fun. Yeah. So anyway, so I'm. That's an exciting uh, movie thing. Now the Gold Derby. You know the Oscar people. They're already looking at the movies because we've had so many big film festivals. We've had Toronto. Uh, the New York Film Festival closed, I Rebecca. think. Yeah, that closed. The Twin Cities Film Festival is happening next That's week. That's right. Here are the front runners, okay? okay. So, um, uh, The Power of the Dog what with Benedict Cumberbatch yeah, playing. Yeah, seen that everywhere. He's kind of a, I think it's kind of a Western or he's a cowboy guy or something like that. Um, uh, the Last Duel. The yep. Ben Affleck, okay. Matt Damon, Ridley movie, Francis McDormand in the Tragedy of Macbeth. You guys were getting two Macbeth okay, movies. But can I tell you about that? Or so is that the is... one with Denzel? No, that's with Francis. And they're Denzel both, Washington. They're both in okay, it, so that's the Macbeth movie. And there's a good article in Minneapolis-St. Paul this month. I just read it mm-hmm. about the Coen brothers, or really just the Coen brother that's doing this. Because... The younger one didn't want to do movies anymore. They've written a lot of scripts with each other, but he doesn't want to do it. So this is so Francis's this, husband, yes, Joel. Joel's doing this, and um, so it's kind of it's a really good art, good story in Minneapolis St. Paul magazine. I yeah. love their in depth. Okay, yeah, and then Belfast, which that just won the top right prize at the Toronto Film Festival, and this is Kenneth Branagh's like ode to his childhood in Northern uh, Ireland. Ireland. And it's got Jamie Dornan oh, and yeah. Katrina Balfi from yeah. Star Outlander and Judy Dench. And they're oh. saying this movie is incredible. Okay. That's one to watch. The documentary, The Husband and Wife, that did I think we watched we both watched Free Solo. Yeah. The climbing. The climbing one. Did you ever see that, Brian? About the, kind of an amazing documentary about climbing free solo, no ropes up Capitan. I did not, but I heard it was awesome. It was awesome. Yeah. So this couple that did that, and that won an Oscar, they're doing another one called The Rescue, which is now in theaters. I don't know where it is in the Twin Cities, but it uses dramatic reenactments and interviews to tell the unbelievable True story of the 2018 Thai cave rescue oh. of the 12 boys and their soccer that coach. That were underwater. Yeah, right. it is 98% on Rotten Tomatoes, and it won the People's Choice at the Toronto Film Festival. Oh, really? And that's called The Rescue. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah. I know I would like to see it. And Will, you know, Smith. It's at Rosedale, Southdale, Eden. It is. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right, oh, so yeah, we, 96% Rotten Tomatoes. Tomatoes, yeah. So, and that would probably be great to see in a big theater. Absol- and we were all riveted watching that. Absolutely. And we couldn't even believe it. Like, they had, like, 18 seconds or 50 seconds. Or remember the no the, breathing? Yep. and So, and then Will and Denzel, you know, uh, are also would be up there with Jamie the Dornan in the acting. Well, because, yeah, Will Smith is playing. Uh, What's the, the name of that one again? That is called. Um, it's about the Williams. King Richard. King Richard. Which is confusing because Denzel is in Macbeth, uh-huh. <laughs> you know. So, and then Joaquin Phoenix is in a movie called "Come On, Come On" that uh, is done very well on the festival circuit, where he plays a radio journalist who reconnects with his uh, his semi estranged sister, played by Gabby Hoffman, and a young nephew. And it is a movie, I guess, that considers how kids' feelings are as complex as real 
as adults and uh, adults oh, often don't think about that. Right. So that's kind of a buzzy movie. So maybe we'll we'll have to keep I'll have to keep the story. This list. And then uh, pa- Penelope Cruz for uh, all um, uh, parallel mothers about a, a twisty melodrama about babies switched at birth. Mm-hmm. And that's a Pedro Almodovar, and then um, Olivia Coleman in uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal's movie *The Lost Daughter*. That's supposed to be Dakota Johnson is in that. Jesse Buckley. None of these are feel-good rom-coms. Yeah, the, the, no, we've nope. got a lot of. No, nope, we got a lot of heavy. And Princess Diana, um, oh, yeah. uh, Kristen, Kristen Stewart. Stewart she, they said definitely she's going to be definitely in the, in the lead for Spencer. All right, we got to go. It's time for the dirt alert. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Hi, Holly. We need a blustery Thursday Dirt Alert. Oh, my goodness. Oh, look, there goes Piglet blowing through the breeze. Hey, we're going to start with a little true crime update that just hit the wire. Robert Durst. The focus of the docuseries, The Jinx, Mm. will spend the rest of his life in prison. A judge just sentenced him to life. What did he do again? Oh, He killed... Susan Bierman, mm-hmm. okay, execution Serial, style. Okay, yeah. serial killer. Okay. Yeah, he, so he that is, he is the focus of the docuseries The Jinx, which was a big thing a couple of years ago. It was riveting. I yeah. don't think I ever watched that. We talked about I it. I know though. we talked he about it. He confesses in I the remember. bathroom at the end. Yeah, that was the thing about the jinx that was so shocking is that it followed the story about Robert Durst, and then at the end of the jinx. He, he admits to He's it. He's in the bathroom and he said, you know, I, I, I killed her. I oh killed her and gosh. got away with it. Yeah. Now, for decades, he had denied that he was in Los Angeles mm-hmm. when she was killed, Susan Berman. But later, his attorney admitted that he was in Los Angeles and had plans to spend the holidays with Susan when they found her dead. He had all this money, so he was able to escape justice yes. for quite a long time. And But has he been in jail, though, for quite some time now? Yeah. So the trial began all the way back in March of 2020. Mm-hmm. It was postponed because of COVID. It resumed again yeah. in May. Then there was a little bit of pause because he's going through some health issues. If you see the photographs, he Robert does Durst not is, look well. He does not look he, well at all. Yeah, he's going to die in prison. Yeah, and, but he avoided it for a long yeah. time because of his money. Right, and now his lawyers, even just this year, had asked the judge for a mistrial because of Robert Durst's medical conditions, but the judge denied that. So well, Susan, his wife. Like, they were good friends. I mean, I think there's another person that he might have uh, also, they suspect. Okay. he He's an unstable person yes. with money yeah. to hire hit people. Right. Yeah. And he was very, you know, kind of upfront about that. Yeah. Like, you can't get me. You can't get right. to me because... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. I am rich. Right. Yeah. It's so fascinating. Yeah. If you're not familiar with that, the jinx, it might be streaming on HBO Max mm-hmm. right now. But, you know, if you want to revisit that, it might be there available yeah. for you. Um, the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. What happened last night? It was, oh, it my was a crap show. <laughs> ah! Well, it was interesting because they, I guess they didn't want it to be about all about Erica uh, the whole time. Like but the whole season. The Like the whole season was. But I mean, honestly, Lisa Rinna was so... And I have always liked Lisa. She was her. so Obnoxious. pathetic this season. So I'm just sure she's doing all kinds of... Crazy things today because she did not come off well last night. Uh, well, she's putting up throwback selfies of herself on social media. Oh, look at her in a bikini. Look at her and Garcelle back in the day in 2005. Oh. That's funny. Yes. So the photograph there, it's a cute one. In 2005, she captioned it life before housewives. And that's some sort of event. Yeah, they've known each other, but it's the same. It uh, to me, throw one of you and Denise, because man, did you throw your friend of twenty years hard under the bus last year? She is in the viewer doghouse. That's what all this means. Oh my goodness! Well, the reunion is four parts. It continues next Wednesday at seven o'clock. So it's a whole month of a reunion. How it long is. was the season? Oh, it, it was, was long. It was a long. It was, it was, long. Usual it was one, all but, about. But Garcelle brought up that she said, "Oh, Lisa, I heard that you were going around, you know, Hollywood and basically saying, why did Garcelle have to bring race into this?" And the way Lisa Rinna reacted, I was like, "Oh, so she did say that." And the way Kyle, they got her reaction. Oh, oh boy. Well, yeah. yeah. So Lisa Ren is over there trying to maybe perhaps shape the conversation. Here's a fire <laughs> over here. Come and look at me. Yeah. Come and look at me. Oh, look, there are my nipples. Me yeah. hanging out on the floor. And look at me and Garcelle looking so young. And we have been friends. Yeah, really bad. She and Dorit were really bad last night. Oh, man. Let's go to the world of art. Do you guys remember that Banksy painting that was hanging up and then it was partially shredded oh, automatically? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. the banana. No, but the one that yeah, shredded, one shredded. That, that was hysterical. Yeah. It was like it no longer looked like the painting that person bought. Yeah, well, somebody just bought the shreds for $25 million. Wow. Oh, um, <laughs> and how much did the person who bought the shredded one, how much money, what did he pay? Wasn't that only like a million and it kind of set a record yeah well <laughs> love is in the bin was renamed from girl with the balloon yeah. that had a high estimate of 8.3 million dollars six times its previous value of 1.4 million dollars somebody bought it at an auction in london tonight for 25 wow. million dollars wow that's a lot of money that person the oh my gosh did they ever make the do re mi yeah, now we don't know who purchased this piece of work. Yeah. Their identity has not been revealed, though Sotheby's in London has described them as a female collector from Europe and a long-standing client of the auction house. And the new bri- buyer ha- also has the option to pay in cryptocurrency. So you can read into that what you a will. A Russian oligarch or a Dubai princess. Exactly. There you go. Uh Lourdes Leon, daughter of Madonna, is sitting down for a new interview for Interview Magazine, and she's been being interviewed by her mom's BFF, Debbie Mazar. 
Are they still BFFs? Yes, what? they are. Are they really? They are. I've heard Debbie. Yeah, they are. They. That surprises me. She's one me. of Madonna's friends that she hasn't pissed she stays, off. <laughs> she goes back with. Yeah. Yeah. So longtime friend of Madonna mm-hmm. interviewing Madonna's daughter. And what we're learning about Madonna, according to Lord Ace, is she says, my mom is such a control freak yep. and she has controlled my whole life. I believe that 100%. Yeah. Lord Ace said I needed to be completely independent from her. Her mom, as soon as I graduated high school, she said that she paid her way through college. I think she went she to went, Michigan. That's right. She went that's, to the University of Michigan. That's mm-hmm. like 65000 a year. That's a lot of money. That is a lot of money. Mm-hmm. She also bought her own New York apartment, and uh, she said that we don't get any handouts in my family. She said, I grew up with extreme privilege. She said, but I think my mom saw all these other kids of famous people, and she was like, my mom and my kids are not going to be like that. Mm-hmm. And she also said of her mom that uh, she's very insistent that Lourdes get people to think about her beyond her looks. But she does say financially right now modeling is a good decision for her. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I feel like she got her first gig. Like she did she, some stuff. The Macy's. material girl at Macy's yeah. line. Oh my gosh! She that, had very young. Remember that line? Remember that line? That was back in 2010. Yeah, that was a long time ago. But she would have made money from that. Right, exactly. So Madonna was probably like, hey, I, you know, obviously this is kind of my thing with Macy's. We can have you work in this and then you'll start making your own money in that way yeah. and then be smart about what you're going to do with that. Yeah. She hmm. did say of acting, Lourdes is like, I don't want to act because actors really annoy me and I can't be around them. <laughs> okay. And she's like, I can sing, but I just don't care about it. Yeah. Maybe it's a little too close to She home. looks so much like her mom and her dad. Beyond. Like she's just a Whatever blend. happened to him? Oh, Carlos. I don't mm. know. Madonna maybe gave him some money and he was her trainer. Mm-hmm. That's right. He might be personally training somebody yeah. around somewhere. Who knows? I bet. Yeah. I bet he's doing very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's all right. All right. Happy Thursday, guys. Thanks, Holly. Oh. Are you guys ready? For I, some I, don't, I don't know. Okay. Are you ready? I don't know. Are we? I want to run this theory past you guys. Right. Okay. We'll see, we'll see if it ha- if it has any merit. Okay, because it's we're full on in football season, right? Yes, we are. Okay, oh, so. Yeah. The Gophers are playing Nebraska. Right. Saturday. We got college. We got it's all going yeah. on. It's the high, everything the, yeah. is going on. And so there was this, a poll of two thousand American men over the age of thirty, and more than one third, which is thirty seven percent, said they would give up football watching football games, going to football games for two months if they could get a six pack or a flat stomach. For really? two months? For two months. I know Any women football? would do it. Yeah. I would do it in a heartbeat. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. would. You I mean, if there just... was like, you know, first couple. Yeah, I was going to say if the postseason is all I really care about. You know, Right. But I so. mean, that's like asking right. if you asked women, would you give up watching like your favorite TV show or whatever it might be for two months to get a flat stomach? Of course. I guarantee you that would be like a 97%. What was it? In men, it was only 37%. Okay, that's funny. Okay, that's funny. I'm that's just funny. like, if presented, I mean, yeah. women would be like, what? Oh, I only got to do something for two months? That's so easy. That is so easy. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, that's a kind of a funny and really the 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 c- company that wanted to do the survey was that they are trying to see if social media affects men's body image the way social media does with women's right. body image. Right. And again, my theory, not even doing a study, I could have probably told them this, you know, because uh, it's just... Uh, 
maybe I think one of the things that a, a guy younger would be sensitive to would be hair loss. Mm-hmm. Just because it's so unusual. By the mm-hmm. time you get hair loss, like in your 50s or 60s or even 40, you know, your other people are doing it. Right. But like if a guy is starting to lose hair severely, like late teens, early 20s, it's so noticeable. Yeah. yeah. Because well, none of their peers, it. everybody else has like full heads of hair. Hair. So, um, and, and uh, so that would be what my theory is on on that but um also guys said they would also give up their love life for two months for a flatter belly well they were single anyway yeah. so that was easy to, <laughs> easy to say um and um yeah so that doesn't surprise me no not at all not at all Mm-mm. but yeah the if women if we only had to give up something for two months we do for a flat stomach but uh, 53% of guys, though, did say that they gained 10 pounds uh, during the whole football season, September to the end of January, from the snacking. And the beer. And the beer. I believe and everything. That. That's like the only negative side of watching only, football is gaining yeah, weight. <laughs> yeah, that's it. But 53% right? of guys say that's their, that's when they gain their weight, if they're football fans. For sure. Yeah. All right. Here's a theory. I remember I took up like cross-stitch. So I would have something to do during the Vikings game. With the hands. So I wouldn't have the nervous energy and just sit and eat the whole time. Right. So I needed something to do with my hands. Yeah. yeah. It's it's yeet. Yeah, I know. Yeet when you watch those dumb games. Uh, any kind of... Uh, Sporting. Viewing. Viewing. Yeah. Watching. Yeah. Snacking. Yeah. has gone up. I mean, I know I snacked hard on the tamales watching all the zombie stuff. They're at the not beginning that good the frozen. Pandemic. They're no, not, I froze them. Yeah, those are. I've horrible. been eating frozen tomatoes no. for the last few days. Julia. They're not that good. No, they're, you're going to hurt your teeth. You, yeah, frozen. They unfreeze pretty quick. Yeah, huh. I freeze everything. Yeah. <laughs> the theory behind that is that she won't eat as many of them. <laughs> no. no, I just like the crunch. And also, but you won't eat as many of right. them. That is the theory behind that. Right. Mm-hmm. So as theories go, you know, if you can slow yourself down from eating. Freeze everything. Yeah. Frozen freeze, marshmallows. Freeze it all. I frozen <laughs> marshmallows. It all becomes a pain. I just want to freeze myself. Yeah. Okay. Now, uh, you are from the music side of our station, right? Uh, no. No? You don't ever work over at, at uh, KS95? No, I work at uh, SCORE as well. Oh, you do? Okay. Mm-hmm. So we'll look at It's what... from the sports side. Okay. The sports side. Well, then maybe you won't know. Maybe you won't like this theory. Maybe you will. But um, so, I mean, the theory is... People do love on a car, in a car. Sometimes there's nothing better than listening to your music, like you're doing a road trip right. or you're with somebody. And like we like our and people sing in the car. I mean, I bet ninety five percent of people sing in the car. Why not? Why Guilty. not? Yep. Nobody can hear mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. It's you sound good in your head, right? You sound just like the radio. You're going in, you know, singing the wrong words, maybe doing your song. So this, <laughs> they did a study of what is the, the favorite, the best driving song. What of, is it? Of all what time. Is it? What is it? I'm curious. Okay. The, by 50% of the poll, at least at this, Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, classic. Is the best. Because that goes on forever and you can minutes. do all the different voices. Yeah, Mamma Mia, Scaramouche, Scaramouche. You know, all these random. Mm-hmm. Uh, Abba's Dancing Queen. 
was a close, not a close second, 25% Living on a Prayer by right. Bon Jovi. Oh, yeah. Go Your Own Way by Fleetwood Mac uh, rounds out the Mount Rushmore of road trip music songs. Gosh. So I, I think the first one works, but the other ones don't work that much. Dancing Queen? Oh, that's a good one because you can dance and sing in your car with that song. As and one does. Living on a Prayer. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty good. And Go Your Own Way. I mean, yeah, it's good. Uh, anything else? Let's see. Yeah, 92% of people say they sing out loud to their favorite songs while driving. And people, 50-50, whether or not you feel embarrassed about being busted. Mm-hmm. I personally love if somebody is watching me sing. I Do will, you really? I will really sing louder, but really just mouth our fake words. Okay. Watermelon orange. So I really look like... Yeah, pretend you're just look singing. over at them and go... Oh. I I I noticed this completely different, but mm-hmm. I don't know that people are singing in their cars because I think they're all listening to talk radio. Yeah. I think what I think what people are doing is when I came home from the cabin on Monday morning, I was stunned how many people I passed texting. Oh no. I was stunned. Okay. I mean, on their phone texting. Here's the theory. It drove me crazy. Yeah. I'm like Right now, if if you think that you can text and drive, just set aside your great belief in yourself that you can text and drive. And wherever you are on a road right now, close your eyes Don't for this. eight seconds. Don't offer this oh. up, Lori. No, but I'm saying that's what it's like. Oh, okay, yeah. You are distracted for seven to eight seconds. So it wherever was so you bad, are, Lori. you're on summit. Where imagine no, I'm the freeway, being on the freeway. But wherever you are, closing your eyes and just forward driving, because that's what you're doing every time you look down surreptitiously to do your little. It's only going to take a second. Your eyes are taken away for seven to eight. Isn't that seconds. something? I just couldn't believe it. I was just. So if you won't do that on 94 right now, right. close your eyes for seven seconds and do count 1,000 right. or two, do it that way, then don't text. Oh, because you just scared me. You, How many? Yeah, it's so scared. dangerous. It's, it's so dangerous. dangerous. It was, it's I, so terrible to take someone's life or make your mom and dad yeah. suffer your loss of life. You so know? D- just be careful. Oh, we don't like that. Okay, no. here's something. Okay, tell me something. Here's the theory, and I believe this 100%. Okay, so um, people who have cancer and are taking chemo or radiation do not tell their doctor that they are also puff, puff, pass, pass uh, on a little cannabis to relieve vomiting well, or doctors all of that. are subscribing medical marijuana to so many people. It doesn't matter. They don't tell them. People feel ashamed or embarrassed or they're So let me ask you this. I'm not even talking about chemo. Let's just talk about going to your doctor. When they ask how many drinks you have a week or do you, do you drink? This is different. This oh, is different. Like is this, there's this like is people, really with cancer. Yeah, because people like I know a lot of women that have had breast cancer and they've had chemo. I cannot tell you how many people that never smoked pot oh, right. that I would recommend. I said, listen, they go, I don't want to go and get the med. And I'm like, I got, I'm, I'm going to help you. Right. I don't because think you be are so nauseous, right. nauseous, but people, if they're, if you're not a weed person, if you've never right. been that you're experienced it, but you're absolutely sick to your stomach. Yeah. Um, it is, it is a remedy. It is helping people. So maybe doctors will start, just like being more um, forthcoming, forthcoming about that the cannabis. We because- need our government to 
legalize it in the state so everyone doesn't have to go someplace yeah, else. Yeah, and people use it for sleeping, and I mean, it's so it's so helpful. Yeah. It's so helpful. So Lloyd I just president. Wanna, I just want to bridge the gap between our cancer patients and our doctors and medical marijuana and using cannabis for some relief because I think a lot of people probably had their first little bit of pot was maybe because they had cancer that you know because it's not something that everybody has tried no. or done you know. Yeah. So All right. anyway, but yeah, there's a real reluctance, Julia, for people to right. share that. So I think that there's a real reluctance for people to share a ton of things with their doctor. Ah, oh, Julia, that's a story for another that's day. That's another day. All oh, right, yes. we're going to take a quick break and be right back. Oh, we love that song, Brian. It's just so groovy. We're waiting for the whole album. Oh, it's going to be awesome. You know, the Adele song, Easy, yeah. Easy on Me, is coming out tonight. Oh, it is? Oh, yeah. It's, uh, it's tomorrow is October 15th, my lady. And okay, it's dropping you, at midnight. Are you involved at all in the playoffs of the baseball, Lori? I mean, this is your well, season. I, to get at involved. bowling last night, I asked uh, the bowling alley to please put on the game between lanes 12 and 13. And my buddy, who works at the front desk at good old Tuttle's, Right. Came back to report there was no playoff game last night. Well, tonight, hmm. I think yeah. it's um, the L.A. Dodgers versus San Francisco yeah. Giants, and they're tied 2-2. Two right, two. right, right. No, I love the playoffs. This is when I jump into sports. Playoffs and championships. Okay. Call me a fair-weather bandwagoner. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. there's stuff going on. Yeah. yeah, no, it's kind of an exciting series. Who else is up, Brian? Um, On the other side, it's it's Red Sox. Boston and uh, St. Louis. Sox? No, no, White Sox got eliminated. Oh, um, they did. Yep, St. Louis. St. Louis. Nope, they got eliminated. Elimin- it's Red Sox versus the Astros. Astros. Oh. Yep. That's the cheating team from last year. Okay, so <laughs> is it? Are we at the point where these two teams will then will be the champ with the World Series game? Yes. Yeah, What's so, happening right now with the four teams? Yep. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, I was real disappointed. In fact, I blamed my first bad bowling game on the fact that there was no men in baseball uh, pants for us to. Get. We had an all-girl team last night. Okay, how'd you bowl? We got our T-shirts. You know, we had our lavender love is the law shirt. Mm-hmm. Feeling, feeling. You know, we we're flexing. We we're doing. You know, we we're like, whoa, look at us. How bad did you bowl? Uh, well, I mean, the first game I bowled like a one twenty-one. I bowled well under. Like 25 pins off my average. What was your second one? Then I had, I was only like four pins away from my average. And then I beat my average. All right. So you warmed up. Yeah, I warmed up. But I would have warmed up quicker if the Dodgers had been playing. Yeah, the baseball, it's tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So next next week I'm bowling and either better well be a baseball game on. Because we need it in October. We rely on the boys of... Baseball during the, bowling. Oh, the boys of summer or whatever we're going to call it. <laughs> oh, oh, is gosh. it the boys of baseball? I have no idea, but I love it that it's the boys of baseball. Yeah, You're I so... do. And then I find which ones I like and I get to know their name for like, you know, that period of time. And then I forget them. You know, but Casey will remember, like, I'll go, who was that pitcher for San Francisco with the long hair who was lean and lanky? And, you know, Casey will go, oh, yeah, that was whatever. Yeah, uh, Greg Lubs or... Lumpscum, or I can't pronounce his yeah, last name. I know right? you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I re- there's some very, you know, I give some like I like I like the baseball beards, the guys that do that. You know, I like I like reading their little stats. Yeah, I like I like this 
playoffs. This time of the year? The playoffs right now where they get to the final four. I can't process when that's eight. You right. know, that's too much. Although I was rooting for the Mariners. My mom said so much stuff. She's like, they got to win this game and the Yankees have to lose. And Boston has to lose. And I go, Mom, this is too many things. Yeah, there was this a is lot. not going to happen. There was a lot going on. She there. needed three specific things. Right. I go, this is too much. <laughs> no, there was a lot. And they didn't. But, you know, they had an exciting season. Mm-hmm. So if you've been wondering where Kate McKinnon has been on SNL, why she's been MIA. She's filming Verizon ads. She's filming Joe Exotic. She- what? That yes, is still, remember? they're still going they, ahead with that dumb movie? Yes, she really? is filming. Um, it's for Peacock. She's filming it in Australia. It's, uh, yeah, it's called the Tiger King series, and it's called Joe Exotic. And she's needed back on SNL, but the cast is so big they can do without her. Because last year, Cecily Strong and A.D. Bryant yes. missed the first half of the season because they were filming their own series, and they came back. And then um, Cecily, who is so great on SNL. She's hysterical, yes. She's going to be performing um, The Search for Intelligent Life in the Universe, which is uh, Lily Tomlin. She and her partner wrote that. This is a redo of a Broadway show. She's going to be in that from December 21st through February 2nd. And, we have to go to Broadway. Oh, yeah, we I have to. I want to go to, to. Broadway so bad. They, Lily Tomlin has never had another actor play her in this play that she and her partner wrote. Oh, really? Yeah, and it seems like she'd be perfect for it. So, anyway. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe she's going to miss for sure this week, Kate McKinnon. But that's where she's been. And I live for A.D. Bryant's Ted Cruz. It is perfection she's funny she's so funny as she really Cruz. is she oh is funny on that okay so do you um and then what about our sharon stone this morning someone must have been working her twitter account so jonah hill whose sister is beanie feldstein yes. going to be playing son uh funny girl and who goes up and down with his weight yeah he politely asked his followers on instagram uh to not comment on his body good or bad right and 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 Sharon Stone said can, he said it's not helpful. Yeah, and then Sharon Stone said, "Can I say you look good? Because you do with a fire emoji." Now that's just wrong. And people were then yelling at Sharon Stone to raid the room. Well, I would. I Here's mean, so- what he says: <laughs> I know you mean well, but I kindly ask that you not comment on my body, good or bad. I want to politely let you know it's not helpful and doesn't feel good. Much respect. I. Wonder how this experiment is going for Jonah Hill probably, today. Probably not well. No. But I mean, not don't good, read right? the comments. Yeah. I, you know, I think it's... Yeah, I... I think if you have you struggle with your weight and you struggle with your body image, and he certainly has been a roller coaster. Yeah. He really has. Yeah. And I think it would be hard to hear always, you look good, you look right. good. And so you're being judged 100% on how you look. Right. Welcome to a woman's world. <laughs> right. But, but I mean, that is, you know, but that is not a happy place to be when uh, all sure. you're hearing is you're yeah. all about what you look like. Yeah, all sure. right, everyone have a great night. We'll be back tomorrow. Thanks, Brian. We'll see you tomorrow. Yep. Job done. Off you go.